0: Have those Marvel blues while Black Widow's theatrical release date is consistently delayed? Well, turn that frown upside down, because yet another MCU podcast is here to guide you through the MCU one movie at a time. That's right, Mike. Each episode, we break down one movie from the MCU and talk about its connections with the source material. Comic books. Which means I get to learn so many fascinating things, like about Alpha Flight. The Canadian Avengers. Who knew? And Moon Knight.
1: A multiple personality superhero.
0: Seriously? And then there's Man-Thing. Yeah, not really sure how to explain that one. Pretty sure no one can. Yet another MCU podcast, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike.
1: And I'm Elise. Host of Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise. A podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every Friday, we choose a new craft beer from a different brewery and talk about... The history of the beer. What's in it. How it was made. The history of the brewery. Along with tasting notes and more fun facts. After that, come chill with us as we bring you the latest in pop culture news and reviews. So check out Crackin' When Open, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. Oh. I guess I like sports movies. <laughs> yeah, like real creepy. Like, Did you notice him with his pants down? Oh, with his pants down? Yeah. I just
1: noticed somebody was there. Yeah. No, his, his pants are down. He's thinking
0: it Is that, And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I want to do the secret cabal stuff. I don't want to just go oh, and drink. Still, you still got to wear a cloak and stuff. No, I no, think no. I want, the, I want the real cabal stuff. Like, I want the stuff for controlling the world. <laughs> I want the signature. Right? You know what? Screw that. Hi, I'm Mike Field. Good. Yeah, I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that for a variety of reasons was forgotten by audiences, whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie or perhaps don't love about it. But we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you're listening to this podcast now. Nice. You threw, a, you threw an extra one in. I this. did. Nice. Listen, because it's, it's an ever-changing environment. It's an ever-changing <laughs> world. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So what movie are we doing today?
1: Oh, we are doing the 1991 comedy film,
0: What About Bob? Okay. <laughs> Usually that's where you come in now with the uh, synopsis.
1: I just really don't like it.
0: <laughs> Yikes. Off to a good start here. <laughs> Dr. Leo Marvin, an
1: egotistical psychotherapist in New York City, is looking forward to his forthcoming appearance on a Good Morning America telecast, during which he plans to brag about Baby Steps, his new book about emotional disorder theories, in which he details his philosophy of treating patients and their phobias. Meanwhile, Bob Wiley is a recluse who is so afraid to leave his own apartment that he has to talk himself out the door. When Bob is pawned off on Leo by a psychotherapist colleague, Bob becomes attached to Leo, Leo finds Bob extremely annoying when Leo accompanies his wife, Faye, his daughter, Anna, and his son, Siggy, to a peaceful New Hampshire lakeside cottage for a month long vacation. Leo thinks he's been fired from, freed from Bob. Leo expects to, Leo expects to mesmerize his family with his prowess as a brilliant husband and remarkable father who knows all there is to know about instructing his wife and raising his kids. But Bob isn't going to let Leo enjoy a quiet summer by the lake. And then there's more, but I'm not reading. That's the
0: synopsis you chose. That's terrible.
1: All the other synopsis were even longer. Listen, (laughs) you just
0: type the name of the movie and synopsis into Google and it pops up for you. And that's it. That's the one you read. It usually pops up the IMDb one. That's the one you read. I'm reading the IMDb one. You're reading the bad one. All right. Well, before we move on, let's talk about this was a recommended uh, suggestion to us by my cousin, Stephanie. So she Tossed this out there, I think maybe a few seasons ago, we had it written down. So before we begin, before we start, let's hear from my cousin and, f- and find out why she wanted us to talk about What About Bob. So I picked What About Bob because it was the first movie I thought of when asked about
1: movies that were forgotten. I think it's the funniest. I watch it every year. I think it's great for the family. I think it's bust out laughing. The cast is amazing. Bill Murray, I'm sorry, is just funny every single time the guy delivers. And I think because the movie's so old that people don't remember it, but it's such a good movie to turn on to the next generation and the next generation. No matter when you put it on, everybody sits down, everybody has a good time, and everybody has good laughs, right?
0: so that's my thoughts oh uh, good stuff good oh stuff. man Thanks that was amazing right? that was
1: great right that yeah. was so good all right, that really changed uh, all my right. opinion
0: alright <laughs> what about Bob <laughs> enough <laughs> what about Bob is 99 minutes long it's rated PG Butler production budget of 35 million dollars it's opening weekend it did 9 million domestic 63 worldwide 63 this is the 19th ranked box office hit of 1991 woo <laughs> Enough. Uh, <laughs> its release date was Friday, May seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. The production company was Touchstone Pictures and Touchwood Pacific Partners, which is basically Disney, and distributed by Buena Vista. Excuse me, distributed by Buena Vista Pictures, which again is Disney. So this is just Disney, 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 Disney. Is Seems this, like they make why every on like Disney Plus. Not yet. Ooh, it's. Inter- I don't know. Well, it's <laughs> it's PG, but maybe they consider a PG thirteen now because it's got a lot of. Yeah, it's, it's not PG, which is whatever. But it's probably a PG thirteen film, anyways. This came out on the same weekend as Stone Cold and Mannequin on the Move. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first Mannequin, but not Mannequin on the Move. Elise has
1: never seen Mannequin, and she just brought it up to me the other day. She's like, because she's trying to come up with 80s songs. She's like, what's this movie from? Like Mannequin or yeah. a song from? I'm like, Mannequin. Yeah. It's like, oh, I never saw that. I was like,
0: mm, Micheas Taylor. Come it's on. It's awful. Hollywood. But it's
1: great. <laughs> it is. It's it is the epitome of 80s movies.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, on the 24th, you had Hudson Hawk. Which is um, season show that, season one. Oh, wow. Season one? Yeah. Season two. It's like episode seven, I think. That's right. <laughs> so you had Hudson Hawk the week after on the 24th. You also had Backdraft, which is a great movie. Only the Lonely, Thelma and Louise, Drop Dead Fred, Madonna, Truth or Dare, and Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. I would assume that this is when, in the early 90s, the beginning of the summer season was more towards Memorial Day weekend. Right. Uh now it's the it's the first week in May, sometimes April, uh, you know, whenever we return back to normal. May 10th, you had FX2 and Switch. Switch is the Ellen Barkin, James. He's in NYPD blue. Jimmy Smith's not James. Jimmy Smith's. Okay. <laughs> they switch bodies pretty much like vice versa, like, uh, you know, Freaky Friday situation. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: had talked about FX just a couple of uh, episodes oh, ago. This is Official. FX2.
0: You should watch. You would. I can't vouch for FX two because I don't. I only remember the ending of FX two, but FX is actually a pretty good movie, and you should see it. It's it's eighties, it's straight eighties. That's cool, but you should see it. All right, so this movie is directed by Frank Oz, and he has done The Dark Crystal, In and Out, Bowfinger, and Little Shop of Horrors, amongst other things. He's also the voice of Mike, Yoda, and Grover. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Story by Alvin Sargent and Laura Ziskin. Ziskin is also producer here. Uh, Sargent and Ziskin are a couple, and also they were married in 2010. They're also both passed away, unfortunately. So Sargent has won two Oscars, one for Julia and the other for Ordinary People. He's also nominated for Oscar for Paper Moon, and he also wrote Spider-Man 2 Butler. Ziskin has produced more than written. So she has produced the movie DOA, which is what we did a couple weeks ago. Just a few. Uh, No Way Out, and then she's actually produced all the Raimi Spider-Mans. No Way Out is with Kevin Costner and Gene Hackman. I don't know if you've seen that. I have seen that. That's a very good movie. Screenplay by Tom Shulman. Now, he won an Oscar for Dead Poet Society. Met it. He also uh, wrote Medicine Man, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids as well. Uh, cinematography by Michael Balus or Balus. Uh, he passed away about four years, three years ago, excuse me. He was nominated for an Oscar for Broadcast News, for Fabius Baker Boys, and Gangs in New York, all nominations. Composed by Miles Goodman. He did La Bamba, Problem Child, and The Super. I think the Supers with Joe Pesci.
1: I think you're right, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then edited by Anne Coates, passed away a couple years ago. She won an Oscar for editing in Lawrence of Arabia. And she's also nominated for Beckett and the Elephant Man in the Line of Fire and Out of Sight. All nominations. So Bill Murray plays Bob Wiley. If you haven't guessed it, he was nominated for an Oscar in Lost in Translation. He's also in Ghostbusters, Tootsie Stripes. You had Richard Dreyfuss as Leo Marvin. He won an Oscar for The Goodbye Girl and he was nominated for Mr. Holland's Opus. And he's also in this movie called Jaws. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Julie Haggerty plays Faye Marvin, his wife. Uh, Julie Haggerty will forever be known as a person from Airplane, as yep. Elaine from Airplane and Airplane to the sequel. I'm sorry. The Airplane, I didn't realize the Airplane is her first movie.
1: Oh, it was her first yeah, one? Yeah.
0: That is the only time, anytime I see her on screen, and she could be in like the super dramatic of dramatic roles, she will always be Elaine from Airplane. <laughs> She's also in a movie called Noises Off, which Butler never heard of before, nope. which I, I put on the list, and Just Friends.
1: Oh, is that why you put it on the list? Because you were looking at people? Yes. Up <laughs> I just always
0: remember liking them, liking that movie because it's... The end of the movie, which is, I think, maybe the last 45, 30 minutes of the movie is they're on stage performing a play and everything is happening in the background in terms of like they're all start hating each other. And the play just becomes something where they're just trying. it's really funny. I don't know. John Ritter's in it. He's really good. Michael Caine's really good. I think you would like it. But anyways, Charlie Corsmo, excuse me, Korsmo, yeah, is plays Siggy Marvin. He's also the kid in Can't Hardly Wait who can't feel his legs. Uh, he's also in Hook. But he's actually a big time lawyer right now. So who cares what movies he's in? He's doing he's doing uh, he's doing God's <laughs> work right now. Catherine <laughs> Herbey is Anna Marvin. She plays uh, the daughter. She is in Law and Order Criminal Intent. For those who have listened to the show before, you know how much I love that TV show. She's also in Stir of Echoes, which is an episode we did in season one as well. Mm-hmm. And there will be kiss of death. Tom Aldridge as Mr. Gutman and Susan Willis as Mrs. Gutman. That's the couple that hate Leo for because he bought their house. Aldridge it was in Intolerable Cruelty, Cold Mountain and Batteries Not Included, and Willis was in Uptown Girls, which is a movie we did. Mm-hmm. The Majestic and the Faculty. Fran Brill as Lily, which was Leo's sister. Uh she's also in Midnight Run. She's in the TV show Ses. She's in Sesame Street, basically. And she's also in the movie City Hall. And then I I, of course, i am a big Sopranos fan. So when I saw Ada Totoro in that movie, as the prostitute picks up the phone, I was like, Hey, Jackie. But anyways, okay. <laughs> so that was that's that's my that's my credit right there. It, it's not you. It's me. It's, it's me. me. It's totally me. <laughs> uh, So when I watched this movie, Butler, I texted you mm-hmm. and I was like, this movie is one rewrite away from being a horror film. Oh, absolutely. And it's just really. It's just really I'm just watching it going, why? Like, for instance, why are you letting this strange man you just met sleep with your son in your son's room? Like, why? Why? I don't care how nice you are. Why are you doing that? I, I didn't even get that. So I don't know your history with the movie because I've seen this movie in the theater. Uh, well, I definitely
1: did not see this movie okay. in the theater. So um, what's
0: your history with this film?
1: I've seen it once. And that's uh, when I was younger. That's Comedy Central? Uh, no, I, I do believe my parents rented it because they, I had never seen it. And they were like, this is a really good movie. We were just walking by the video store and it was like a slow week where there were no new releases. So they rented What about Bob. <laughs> nice. But it was like I was probably, you know, 12. Right. Okay. It was a long time ago, but I remember I had fond memories is where I do like this.
0: movie. Have those memories changed? It's not as good as I remember. I'm going to second that, but I think it's got funny moments. What I feel is that Murray's shtick as Bob wears thin really quick. Yes. And, and we can get into like the behind the scenes stuff, which is, uh, you know, already documented. Oh, yeah. There's stuff that's funny. Like when he's eating dinner and he's like, Oh, is his hand shut? Like, that's funny. Uh, but there's a moments like in the beginning where he like throws a tantrum at one point. He's like, Oh, like, it's just, it's just like, oh, I'm going to be funny here. It's almost like Jim Carrey esque, like how far can I go type stuff? It,
1: it is very much like that. Yeah.
0: And I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it as, as, as they like to say in the uh, early two thousands. I, I don't know. I, I go ahead. What did you, something that popped out for you? I, I agree. There
1: are some times where I think Bob just goes too far or where like you said, he's like an impetuous child. It's just like, all right, that's no longer funny or endearing. Now you're just kind of annoying. And that's not because you have these phobias. That's just kind of because you're annoying. Uh, But at the same time, you get Leo, who at no point do you associate with it. No, I, I, I don't remember hating Leo so much. Like, oh,
0: I didn't hate you hated Leo.
1: I hated Leo. And I remember when I originally watched just being like, oh, he's just a dad who's annoyed about this annoying guy. But watching this now, I'm like, Leo deserves Bob. They deserve <laughs> each other. Leo is a piece of garbage in this whole movie. And I'm just like, mm. I don't know if
0: I'm willing to go that far. I, I will say that they, I did not
1: like him at all. I
0: movie. will say that they didn't do a good enough job of setting up Leo's, you know, like, cause you, the, you get the idea of what they're trying to say here is like, Leo has the perfect life. He has a, uh, a big time book that's out. He's going to get, um, he's going to be on good morning America you know his family loves him. They're going on vacation. And like he, 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 like he's living the dream. That kind of thing. You get that idea. Like that's what they want to say, but they don't set that up real well.
1: I get that he's got all these things, but I don't get that he deserves all these things. No, 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 and I, I don't get that he has his perfect. Like I don't get that he's a he's a good husband or a good father or a good psychiatrist. Right. It seems like he's a awful psychiatrist
0: well i love the scene when he's looking when he's talking to bob and he's looking for the book and the book is on the shelf below him and there's like eight of them or 20 oh, of them and he's ready like his- oh let me, you know there's a book over here and he's like oh here it is <laughs> They charge know. him twenty eight ninety five. 95 yeah no, that was great that was great <laughs> um i yeah i think this movie is wholly dependent upon the performance of bill murray to make you laugh uh and obviously richard dreyfuss to react and to kind of quote, unquote, the straight guy losing it, you know, losing everything, you know, as you say. Right. Yeah. But to your point about Bob, his behavior is not somebody like the other, the family members, the wife, quite honestly, it's only the family because he's never, he he takes him to the hospital to commit him and they like, they fall under his spell because he's cracking jokes. Right. But, you know, it's just the family that's interacting with Bob. Even like when the daughter takes Bob sailing and that whole scene, we're like, I'm sailing, I'm sailing. Like, you know, like, what's the other, what are the other people thinking? You like, you know what to see that? Right. Right. There's, it seems like the old, everybody else has fallen under the spell of Bob, which makes it ridiculous because he's clearly, like you say, pushy and shovy and impetuous and, and nobody else picks up on this. Even his secretary in the beginning picks up on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and the, his old doctor picks up on it. <laughs> his old doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> but like nobody else. I mean, I get like, let's. Before we keep going, yes, it's a comedy. Yes, there's a suspension to disbelief. Mm-hmm. In order for this to work, we have to understand that people are just seeing beyond that. They don't see what what you know what is re- in right. reality. But then again, it's tough for us to kind of buy into the comedy when it's not earned. I guess maybe I should say that. Yeah, but I mean you do little get you get a bit of
1: it when Faye finally goes, you know what, Bob, I think you know it's best that you stay away. And she she does kind of understand it's gonna be tough to get Bob to go. Mm-hmm. I think they just see Bob as this really nice guy um, that needs help. And I think that Leo no longer sees maybe Leo no longer sees that. Maybe he's completely jaded by too many patients. But like you said, the setup isn't there for that. But instead of a setup of like he has his perfect life, I'd like to see the setup where he's an actual good doctor. Because right now he's a shit doctor and a shit person.
0: Well, he's only you've only had really tough. You've only had one patient to see him work with, though. Exactly. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's no other. There's no introduction of Leo. There's an introduction of Bob, but there's no intro of Leo, except when you first see him on the phone. Yeah.
1: Your intro of Leo on the phone is being like a snobby douche to his wife. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, I'd rather have it open on him in another session with another patient.
0: Well, I think also what you probably want there is at the end, you do want some kind of introspective from Leo realizing that he has behaved badly. And then he apologized to us. He tells his family, I'm so sorry. You know, like you want that and you don't have that. Oh, do we want to get into the ending already? No, no, no. I'm saying to pay off <laughs> what you're talking <laughs> right. about in terms of learning oh, no. a lesson. Yeah, the ending yeah. is awful in this movie. <laughs> okay, well, not, I wasn't going there yet. <laughs> yeah. I was just, we don't, let's not get there yet. <laughs> okay. I was just yeah. saying that that's what, that's no, absolutely, what you're looking absolutely for. Yeah. 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 Although I, there are still lines that I like in this movie. And one of the lines I like is when he finds out Bob commits suicide and Leo's like, he committed suicide. She, oh, that's awful oh, well, let's not let a room have a He just goes back to sleep. Yeah, that that made me laugh. So there are two types of people in this world.
1: Those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. She likes Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I also like when he gets in the elevator. Baby steps in the elevator. Baby steps. Because he has, oh, the whole thing is baby steps. So he yeah. says the baby steps and he gets finally gets in the elevator. Filled with people, starts going down. You hear
0: baby steps in the, ah! <laughs> all the way down but then again you never see that payoff where everyone runs out of the elevator like you know you know what i mean well, Like i don't you... think i need to see that like, because i you well, know what you but i'm going to everyone else's reactions around bob and his mm-hmm. behavior you don't see it all you know what i mean you see
1: it at the diner you see everyone True. at the edge uh, all annoyed and i think you see it one other time as well don't you Oh, the bus, when he's on the bus going True. to uh, New Hampshire, True. everyone's moved to the front of the bus and he's the only one in the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Still almost vomiting. False <laughs> <Bus> alarm. <laughs> I How hope about- that he has Gil in a jar on his neck the whole time. Yeah, that's I, <laughs> I know.
0: I will say this, though, that um, the way Bob is now, it's almost like half of the world, or probably 34, 75% of the world, is Bob right now in 2020. Oh,
1: that's, that's the whole time. <laughs> Uh, Bob has the right idea there. Yeah. I, absolutely.
0: I, there was a note we can go into kind of like behind the scenes stuff where Frank Oz always, I saw a couple of times where he was like, Bill was scared to death to, to work in the city, which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah.
1: I read that too. He did Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I, he I lived in the city. Yeah. I, come on. <laughs> I mean,
0: he, he, and, and I want to maybe bring it to the point where the behind the scenes stuff, uh, Murray likes to have. It's almost like we look back at, at, at Bill Murray and and we hear stories of Bill Murray and and what he was and and it was just like oh that's just how he is that's how he is but it's like he's not great on set and he's not great to the people around him oh so, no yeah. yeah so which one do you want to talk about
1: how about him throwing his producer in the
0: lake? yes so um <laughs> let me let me read this this is straight from uh IMDb or Wikipedia I don't know so producer Laura Ziskin recalled having a disagreement with bill murray which led to her getting tossed into the lake by him she confirmed in 2003 bill also threatened to throw me across the parking lot and then broke my sunglasses and threw them across the parking lot i was furious and outraged at the time but having produced a dozen movies i can safely say it is not common behavior um bullshit if that happened now he'd be fired he'd be fired the fact that she puts up with it i i don't i I don't know everybody
1: seems to put up with it just going it's
0: bill yeah it's
1: almost like bill murray gets his
0: pass like being like this Andy Kaufman type figure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying, Hey, listen, I'm not saying let's cancel Bill Murray. Oh, not at all. But I am saying, let's not forget that, you know, bad behavior is bad behavior. And, you know, I've never heard anything where he said like, listen, I was a jerk. I'm sorry. Even when he talks about him and Dreyfus, he makes it sound like. It's
1: all part of his method. right, Right. Which is,
0: which is kind of BS because if Dreyfus is still holding firm on, you know,
1: well, even, even Dreyfus is now, listen, I had my disagreements with Bill Murray, but I still watch his movies and I think he's right. one of the funniest people around. I think Richard Dreyfus's issue with him, A, he did annoy him. Richard Dreyfus's issue stemmed from an issue when Bill got drunk yeah. on set and threw an ashtray at his head. right? Um, so how much of that was Bill Murray having an alcohol problem and then how much... Of it is just more him being funny. Which
0: is understandable that happens, you know, obviously the, you know.
1: Especially we're talking old school SNL people. I don't know a single one of them that doesn't have a substance abuse.
0: I got you. No, no, no. I get that. It's a different time. This movie's 30 years old. Yeah. 30 years old. (laughs) But still, regardless, I mean, you'd like to see some kind of capitulation in terms of looking back. I mean, I, you know, if, if I behave badly, and thirty years later, we, it's brought up to me, I'd be like, "Yeah, I just stupid, just dumb," and you know, but right. whatever. It, it, whether that's something that should reflect or shade how you view this movie, I, I probably, I just, I don't think it should. You should just view the movie for, on the merits for what it is. But we should not talk about it because it did happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think that, I mean, that stuff still happens with Bill Murray. You still hear stories where he does certain. Like I know that after Mahershala Ali won the Oscar for Best Actor. Bill Murray came up to him and said congratulations and poured a cup of vodka over his head yeah. and even when Herschel was like but that's Bill Murray man that's just Bill Murray
0: yeah. and it's like
1: oh fuck that
0: <laughs> yeah I'm sorry Yeah, I just I don't know like I don't know how to respond to that I mean, but I, I but mean at the same
1: time I'd be interested in meeting Bill Murray because he seems like an interesting well, if guy he,
0: if he listens to this episode he's going to pour stuff all over your head brother. oh man that's fine so let me just retract <laughs> Bill Murray you're great <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i think that's why he gets a pass is because he's so uh, come on man i don't uh, know uh, come on um, unless unless he clues everyone in on the joke listen this is all it's all a game it's all entertainment and they're like yeah no problem i mean unless that's what when we're not you know what i mean and right this is kind of like like you said andy Kaufman style like you're not you're not privy to the joke you know kind of like christian bale and the prestige like it's all a performance like right. that kind of thing but
1: Kaufman never apologized either That's
0: the thing. I got you. Yeah.
1: uh, I I don't know.
0: Yeah. Go back to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I like when Richard Dreyfuss gets mad in movies. It makes me laugh. I don't know why. I I just, I think it's, it's funny when he's losing his mind. You don't.
1: I just think it's funny that you think it's funny. Because I think it's funny when he's like,
0: when he's, when the, because everyone remembers the classic line when he's slant, when he's like, he's not gone. He's never gone. Oh, I love that that. stuff. Like that, that, that's great delivery. You can't, you can't respect that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just some sort of radical therapy. That's right, Bob. It's death therapy.
1: <laughs> you know, two inches of blow up its two, two pounds of blow up. stuff. How much is this? 20 pounds, Bob. 20 pounds!
0: <laughs> so you just don't like... You are not... It seems like you're, you're really down on this movie, because I'm not as down as you are.
1: I didn't think it was as funny as I remembered, and there's a lot of stuff that I was like, this movie would definitely not be made now,
0: because there's just...
1: Or at least well, it, it would, would be different. It would be different now. It's just that I do think Bob is more likable than annoying. And I think maybe that's where my opinion has changed. I do still, still think it's a good movie. Uh, I do still enjoy this movie. I just don't... Yeah, you know, just because I think Richard Dreyfuss is an ass in this movie doesn't mean I don't like the movie. It just means I well, don't his think character. his character is his characters. But related. I do love the way... And, you know, when I watched it when I was little, I didn't notice Bob is fixing himself throughout the whole movie. And I love the way that that kind of just naturally happens uh, as the movie goes on and all these little, like... When he gets in the car, I love that moment where he's about to open it with the napkin and then he tells her, do a lot of people go in here? or just us. And then he decides to put the napkin away and walk into the car. Right. You do see all these moments of him actually healing and I do actually really like that in the movie and I like the subtle way that that starts to go in.
0: Okay, but the, I mean, give me another example of that.
1: Well, a, he goes sailing even though he has to get tied to the thing. Yep. He ends up going in the water and going past them for help. Right. Um, He's on the dock. Do you think that's talking.
0: intentional or do you think that that's just it's funny?
1: It's, it's funny, but also intentional. Like th- I, I think okay. Bill Murray has that idea in his head of, okay. of having to have his character start to
0: heal and fix himself. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's lots of moments like that I like and well, the relationship me- with the family is good.
0: How does going to the uh, mental institution or the resting home, or whatever it's called. How does that help him?
1: Oh, that doesn't, that's okay. all stick. That's okay. <laughs> that's just stick. And Dreyfus's character again, Leo Marvin being an ass. Yeah. Uh, but it does kind of help him like, cause he realizes, Oh, I don't cause everything that Leo does that's supposed to be bad to Bob, Bob sees as a different challenge right. to overcome. And he does overcome it. So even going into the mental home, he has to try to prove that he's sane or get these people as his friends and, and see how life could have been worse. Mm-hmm. And which is kind of what he tells Leo on his way back. Like, Oh, I get it. I get it. Radical. Th- I, it wasn't that intense. I didn't think, but I sure. get why you put me in there to see like that's where I could end up.
0: Did you ever see uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills? I know of it, but I've never yeah, seen. So it. Yeah, so you know, Dreyfus is in that. I do. Yeah, yeah. so that's Dreyfus, Bette Midler, uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's a bum who uh, drowns in their pool or goes in their pool. He messes up their lives basically, and they have the you know Dreyfus is he's a rich guy. It's basically the same kind of role. Um, I've not seen that movie in forever. That's from '86. Uh, I kind of want to see it again because I guess th- it's very similar to the role he's playing here, but mm-hmm. it's done better. Um, so I want to see it. But I also like Bette Miller, So uh, she makes me laugh. So. <laughs> but I uh, but it's I, I I just haven't seen that movie in forever. I still can't believe that this movie is 30 years old. Like this movie is, is going to be 30 years old next year. It's
1: <laughs> I don't want to be old, Mike You're making me feel old
0: You should feel old
1: No, you're, so, you're supposed to be the old one That's the shtick
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was 16 when this movie came out You were old No, wait a minute Was I 16? I just turned 16 when this movie came out Yes Those were the days
1: I was a four, I believe
0: I, I don't care I Listen, I know, I think I've said this before on the podcast where, oh, you're old, old oh, people, you're old, but like, yeah, but like, I saw Jurassic Park in 93 at a sold-out show. Like, I saw it when it first opened. It's like, you didn't. Like, you I, know what I mean? I did. No, I know that, but that's what I'm saying to people that are always, like, you know, younger than us. That's that's actually the Jurassic Park thing is my one, yeah. like, that's my one
1: thing yeah. when somebody says, well, I got to see Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Sold-out sold out show was in the back up left, I think, with my father and somebody else, and it was like, it was wild, and it's like, so like those are things that I got to see that right. people missed out on. So pff, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I remember seeing Total Recall in the front row, front first four rows, and when Arnold kills all those guys in the beginning, and everyone in the theater was like, "Yeah!" and he's like, <laughs> everyone's like jumping and killed. I was like, "Oh yeah, it was awesome! It was awesome." Anyways, I think I was was like too young to see that movie. <laughs> <This is> probably. <laughs> Speaking about age,
1: did you know that?
0: Yes, I know where you're going.
1: <laughs> Anna, the actress play Anna, is 26 when she's filming this yeah, one I as know. the uh, as his
0: younger as yeah. his young daughter, 10 years younger than Haggerty, who yeah, plays her mom. Ten yeah, she's
1: younger than the mom. Because
0: I'm watching it and I'm like, it's 91, and I'm thinking to myself because I'm thinking about Criminal 10. I go, Criminal 10 is like a couple of years. I was off. thinking the same thing. I was like, there's there's no way. Plus, yeah. and then I'm looking at her. I'm like,
1: wait, like, she looks like at a like all, well, her first close up when she goes to stop and pick up Bob. Yeah, it's like when it's the first like really close up shot of her. and I'm like. That's a woman. That is not a little girl anymore. Come on, oh, geez, That's like that's like Smallville.
0: <laughs> well, you know, like you got to think also because we did uh, Six Sense. So this was ninety. They shot this. Eight years later, they're shooting Six Sense. You mean Stir of Echoes? Oh shoot, right, <laughs> right. It's because he so, prefers. It's because he no, prefers Six Sense. It's in my head. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you i'm just gonna redo it so like you gotta think eight years later this is 90 shot 98 98 they're shooting uh stir of Echo, so yeah so she's what 34 in that in stir of echoes
1: yes it's weird it's
0: it is it's it's just hollywood but that's man. What, exactly <laughs> that's like when you see all those high school movies and all those kids are in their 20s That's exactly yeah. cw with like a 30 year old Kent. yeah but and to be fair i mean it those movies do do better because when you have I think when you have kids that are playing 18, 17, that age, unless it's something that's specific to being real and more as realistic as possible, mm-hmm. when I, when they start, when it's become something where they're doing like, quote, excuse, when it comes something when they're doing the adult conversation. Yeah. When they're, when they're, when they're trying to be adult, it comes off fake for fake and pretentious. Right. And it doesn't have the, quite the effect of when you have a seasoned actor who can do it because they're
1: pretending to know what it is to be an adult, right? Where they haven't had those experiences
0: yet. Mm-hmm. Agree, but like I said, when something I, like that it's supposed to be like, you know, real kids and you know, like real aged, and it's more serious and dramatic, I understand that. Right. But that's that that plays better that way as well, uh, in terms of having people age appropriate. So yeah. So uh, but you so. You have a problem with Leo, and I brought it up briefly about this being a thriller. I got a problem with Faye. I question her choices about letting Bob sleep with her son.
1: That's pretty much the only thing I'm like. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing mm-hmm. where it's like too much. But yeah. I mean, that's I, definitely just you only see that kind of weird stuff in comedy movies. True. Yeah.
0: That kind of, you know, well, she should let it go. Uh, she's oblivious for the sake of it's a funny scene. Right. Do you like the... Did you find the ask? Not the, is it? What did they Tourette's? say? Tourette's. Tourette. Did you find the Tourette's syndrome stuff funnier now, or just eh now? Because I found it was just like, eh, all right. Uh
1: If yeah. I was a kid, I'd. I I'd sure. still think it was funny, it's not like, a, oh, you're making fun of Tourette's. No, 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 that's no. no. Not well,
0: I will tell you right now that'll absolutely it would absolutely get a knock. Oh, absolutely. If it came up, but I hear you. Go ahead. Which I guess is called Buddy Syndrome. Now is the better way to say Buddy it. Buddy Syndrome. What is that from? I, I never heard that before. Right. It's in the notes. you learn something new here.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, as I, I don't think like calling somebody booger brain or whatever it is is funny to me now as when I was 12. Well, the idea is that they
0: fake <laughs> he's faking having Tourette so that he won't get it in real life. Like, right. It's if like you fake it, you will get it. Yeah. yeah. Which again, that's and that's the that's the scene that I was thinking about uh, when he's like, if I, you know, fake having it, then I won't have like fake having a heart attack. And then he pretends he has a heart attack. It's like, oh, come on. You're so self-aware of your paranoia. You're not psychotic or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, well, why don't we talk about the ending? Because you hated the ending.
1: It just ends. <laughs> it just ends. Well, that's how all movies do, Mike. You get just no wrap-up. It end. you, you just ends. The movie ends, and you just get this write-up about what the future holds for these characters. Uh, you get... Oh, right. Leo finally postscript. goes off the deep end, finally goes crazy, attempts to murder a man, Blows up his own, ends up being pretty much responsible for blowing up his own house. Family still with him, still cares about him. He doesn't get arrested for
0: attempted murder. <laughs> they still care about him, but not care about him enough to dress him up to go to the wedding.
1: Yeah, he's still <sighs> like just a crazy man in a wheelchair in the wedding. But is it a real wedding or is it just a setup to because they know that Leo might snap out of it? And try really? To stop the wedding. That's what I got out of it. And you never know because then they turn around and go, oh, we did it. No,
0: it's to make it funny because he's marrying into the family and he can't get rid of him. That's just so stupid
1: stupid because you get no there's no payoff there there's absolutely no payoff at the <laughs> end there's no comeuppance for the character like for leo who attempted to murder a man like i'm sorry bob is annoying but he helped you sell your book on that how do you not see that you froze you froze and he saved your ass uh saved your life when you choked on food the family likes him he's a nice guy he's annoying as all hell absolutely try to get rid of him but don't try to like murder him mm-hmm. and it's just no comeuppance for trying to murder him for blowing up the house the family still loves leo for no reason at all because this <laughs>
0: dude's an ass well he Bob, well, hold on hold on Bob's his wife loves him they have two cured. children together of course she, i mean come on now it's family you can divorce oh jeez, butler there are
1: divorced families with two kids all right when your husband i'm sorry if you try to murder a man your wife's still gonna stay with you
0: I, I strapped I mean, dynamite I, I, to his head. Like, I'd like to think that I'd be a little bit better at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's I just
0: I, 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 that doesn't bother me as much as his wife's obliviousness to his own behavior. Let's put it that way. Like he could, he, like Leo having his arc this way, I can understand because he's supposed to have this arc because Bob gets better, Leo gets worse, right? But the obliviousness of his wife is annoys me more than it annoys you probably just because how is it not, how can you not see it for yourself? I, I, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's what, it bugs me when everybody is so obtuse and has blinders on just for the sake of it's funny.
1: I think that's got kind of a nineties comedy or an eighties, nineties comedy trope though. Is I, the I gl- oblivious spouse. Well, I'm glad
0: you bring that up <laughs> because I'm going to talk about liar, liar, because in liar, liar, which is one of Jim Carrey's more hilarious movies. Mm-hmm. He is going crazy, obviously, because he can't. He can't tell a lie, right? But it's everyone around him sees it. His wife. He's almost going to lose his wife and his family. They all see it. It they're like they're the comedy. He is bringing the comedy, but everybody else is not ignoring it. It's still having an adverse effect on his life. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know what you're saying there, and I understand that. And and Field, come on, Bill Murray's funny in the movie, not you, but like yeah. no yeah. I get that. I get that, and I'm not saying he's not. But you can't. I can't put this on the same level as some other movies because other movies still do that and they actually tell a story. You still got to tell a story and accommodate. You still got to tell some kind of story to make me care about the characters.
1: Right. There's no drama. I always expected something. To bring that up. I did expect something to turn around at some point like mm-hmm. after the interview. All of a sudden, everybody turns about against Leo. And all of right. a sudden, not just Leo continues to get mad. There's never that. You know, the rising and the falling action, there's never a falling action. There's never, there's just always rising, 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 rising. It never hits a tipping point. There's never falling action. It's just kind of a straight line that goes up and then there's a line that goes straight at the end and it's conclusion.
0: Um, The arc is, quite honestly, the character arc is right in front of our faces. Uh, You know, Bob comes into Leo because he needs to help Leo. But when in fact Bob is who helps Leo and then Leo becomes a better father, a better person because of Bob in his life. Right. Like, that's the arc. Right. That's the story right there. And that's not done. Be, be, him waking up at the end be at the, at the wedding is not good enough. And and it's not earned. But that's the arc is right in front of your face, everybody. Like, that's so while I said before that this needed another rewrite, it could be a horror movie. This needed about three or four rewrites to make it a better comedy. Like, yes. it's a funny comedy. It's a funny 90s comedy. But I think it would last longer if the story was more was stronger. Yes. OK,
1: absolutely. There's No. Just Bob gets better.
0: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Bob gets better at the expense of everyone else. Don't worry about Le- like Leo is not the supporting character. Leo is one of the ma- is, uh, is the main character with Bob and right. Leo does not Leo change at all. Yeah. Yeah. At all. And even by the postscript, Leo suing it for the rights, like clearly he didn't learn his lesson. Yep.
1: Yeah. He's a bad guy at the beginning. He's a bad guy at the end.
0: <laughs> I did like the fact that they built a three quarters, uh, inch model of the house, okay, so yeah. uh, and to blow it up, which I thought was impressive.
1: Did you notice the split diopter this time? I get to. Ask I didn't it. notice it. Go ahead, oh, go. Oh, when they're talking, when Siggy uh, and Bob are talking in bed, I believe it's when Siggy's asking about death. There's a shot of. Ciggy oh, I didn't. And I didn't notice Bob, it. And it's like, oh, there was the split diopter. To
0: be fair, I was texting you during the movie, so that might have been the moment <laughs> I was looking at the phone.
1: <laughs> Second thing that you always ask me, but I get. I'm going to ask you this time. Do you think you would have liked this movie better if Robin Williams played Bob?
0: Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. Because as much as I think Bill Murray is funny, and as much as I think that you know he's good and stuff, I think Robin Williams is a, was a better actor. Mm-hmm. And I think that Robin Williams would have brought a little bit more sincerity to the role.
1: A little bit more of an endearing quality. And I
0: find him funnier. I find Robin Williams when he gets manic to be funnier than, than Bill Murray. I, I like Bill Murray to a point, but I find... There's a lot of other people that are more comedic that I enjoy their sense of humor a little bit more. I think Robin Williams would have done a really good job. I like
1: Bill Murray. I like as more like a Peter Vanckman type or Scrooged or. I like that sarcastic Bill Murray more than I like crazy Bill Murray.
0: See, I get the sense in Ghostbusters the way he is that he just never wanted to be in the movie. Like, that's the sense I always got from him in that his role. Like it was just like, I don't want to be in this movie. I don't want to get marshmallow all over me at the end. I don't want to do that. Like stuff like that. Like that's how the marshmallow thing at the end. Absolutely. No, I know. But but that's how I always envision that. I think Groundhog Day is perfect because he actually learns his lesson. You you know what I mean? Like, right. But uh, yes, agreed.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The manic Rob Williams is more his shtick. That's more. He's really good at that. And he's very much more endearing. His his scenes with Siggy, I think, would have been much better.
0: That would have been more sincere.
1: You might have actually believed, okay, that you can stay in Siggy's room, maybe just, a little bit. Just more look, or... just
0: think about him in Hook. You know what I mean, stuff like that. Him
1: in Hook. Him in um, not big Jack. Jack, where he's playing basically a man-child. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: even Patch Adams a little bit. Even the Patch Adams gets yeah, a knock. When he, when like, he... Listen, I'm not saying Patch Adams is great, but I'm, we're talking about his performances.
1: Yeah, I mean, in yeah. Patch Adams, yeah, when he's talking to the kids yeah. and he's more, yeah, absolutely.
0: He's just more, I just find him more sincere with the children and stuff like that and 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 kind of delivering a little bit more of a sincere note in this story. Yeah. Yeah, so. No, I, I agree. I think it probably must be better.
1: He just couldn't do it because it was right after Dead Poet Society? No, Not, I think he was doing another- Fisher King. It was Fisher right after King. Fisher yeah. King, and it just wrapped. So I guess he must have had to do
0: promotion. You know, I've never seen The Fisher King. I've seen parts. I've never seen The Fisher King. It's one of my favorite, parents' favorite movies. Never seen it. I've also never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so you shouldn't listen to us at all, people. I think
1: I put that on our list, though. Why? Because my mom always says I should watch it. I know it's a fan. But that doesn't mean uh, it's forgotten. Movies. That just means we've never seen it. How many people have seen The Fisher
0: King? A lot of people. He got nominated for that, didn't he? I don't know. Someone tell us if we get nominated. I'm not looking <laughs> it up. <laughs> Someone tell me in some snarky comment on Facebook when where I put all the stuff out You guys didn't see the today. Fisher King? and you guys do a podcast? You guys are a, a bunch movies? of... I just, oh honestly, you know God. what? We're at like 40 minutes into this podcast. Nobody got this far, so don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs>
1: uh, that's
0: right. That's right. I said it.
1: I think it's weird that Bob hugs people all the time, but he won't shake their hands
0: without a, without a tissue. Well, that's because it's part of the comedy butler because we're not thinking ahead we're not breaking down that character Uh, it's that listen we can go we can get we can go nitpick in terms of the performance but that's what it is it's just like what's funny what's funny here let's do that that's what it is it's not there's no thought put into you know i'm not saying it needs to be there needs to be some deep character thought dive going into these this movie but you gotta do some of the work but it's all about what's funny and what's not funny that's it Absolutely. So now I just feel like we crapped on this movie the entire time. Would you recommend this movie? Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: as much as we, as much as we crapped All on it, right. it's still it's still a fun, you know, '90s comedy, yeah. early '90s comedy. It's still got really funny lines. And we were talking about Bob being immature and not handling it. well. There's sometimes where Bill Murray is does the immature stuff, but he's still kind of endearing. I still really liked Bob in this movie. I I didn't find him annoying. Like Leo did. I mean, obviously, it isn't appropriate. He hunted Leo down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not appropriate, Bob.
1: But I, I think a lot of it is is pretty good. I just don't like the Leo Bob stuff. The stuff where he's trying to find out where Leo is is pretty funny. A lot of the Gill stuff's funny. I like the fish. I like uh, he's gonna tell you he hasn't eaten, but don't believe him. He's a liar. Or whatever. When he hands him the fish, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is pretty good. I like the Gottmans. Was the Gutmans? Oh, the Gutmans. Gutmans, yeah. I like the Gutmans She there. never says
0: that. <laughs> son that son of a bitch. She never she says, says that.
1: Says that. <laughs> like they're in the boat the whole time watching yeah. everything that's going down in the house because they invited Bob down. Yep. All, all that stuff is really good. You know, it's just the relationship between Leo and Bob and the fact that the payoff's not there. And like we said, there's no, the lesson in the arc that should have been there isn't there. That's a big problem. Yeah, I if think. If you look at it as a movie. But if you're just watching the movie as like having a fun time. It's a fun time.
0: If I'm writing a byline for this 30 years later, hey, what do you think about what about Bob? I'll be like, it's still funny, but it doesn't hold up. Like that's right. That's I think the best thing to say about it. It's got funny moments, but it just doesn't hold up on a whole. It just yeah. doesn't. One thing I wanted to point out was in the beginning, one thing I liked, and one thing I didn't like. I like how they introduced all the supporting characters real quick and easy when he shows the the photos. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- this is it, this is my wife. This is my daughter. Boom, 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 boom. Done. Right. Great. Although on the flip side of that when Bob comes back and he says, "Oh, you look so much younger than your photo." And she's like, oh, "I always thought I did in that photo." I was like, "He never told you what photo he looked at." And so, how do you know? Never. She's been to his her husband's office. She he never told her what photo he looked at. He must have Regardless of that, that's not office. my point. What no, I also didn't like, I, I didn't the, in the beginning of the movie they have the goldfish swimming around. Gil? Like in the credits. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's fine. But then they cut to a shot of water and they put the fake goldfish, the digital goldfish over the water. They superimpose it and it looked awful. Yeah. Awful. And yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, why? <laughs> so, yeah, though, know, I just wanted to bring that up. Also, Gil isn't used enough
1: as the mat to be the mascot of the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's in the jar and then he puts him in the water and then you kind of he pops in and out and then that's yeah, after it.
1: the jar, he's emptied from the jar. You never see him again.
0: You almost think that Bob should let him loose in the lake. Be free. That kind uh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Listen. Clearly, we need to rewrite Make sure this. you feed Gil. Oh, I'm going to feed him. I'm going to make him
1: real fat. Butler, and then I'm going to eat him. Butler.
0: Were we I, making it? I think we need to. This means to be like Forgotten Cinema Presents. And it should be like, what about Butler? And I will rewrite this whole thing. <laughs> I will be Leo and you will be Bob. You'll be Butler. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> We should do fake trailer for this movie. And
1: hey, Mike, I found where your vacation home is. Are we going to record the podcast? Oh, that's the commercial.
0: We're going to do like a five minute commercial where I do the line, and we're like,
1: "He's not gone. He's never gone. That's the point."
0: <laughs> hey. So, so is this kind of kind of radical therapy? you'll be like, "Oh, is this like some kind of new podcast thing?" See? You better write that down because I'm going to forget that commercial. <laughs> no, <idea."> okay, okay. <laughs> so tomorrow you'll see this commercial that hopefully I remember <laughs> <laughs> I feel great I feel fine I feel wonderful Oh, it'll be like how we started doing the podcast the beginning of the podcast like how you got me to do it, <laughs> it just write itself people I swear it's almost like I write stuff Is hmm. this forgotten said over the movie right here <laughs> should we, some uh, what about we should just redo what about Bob and just call it just be like it should just be like forgotten him said presents What About Butler, and it's just like the tagline is, yes, we remade What About Bob. That's the tagline. <laughs> we don't care. Although, would we have to get permission? Eh. yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's no swear. It's a PG movie, but Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> ah, fudge it. <laughs> All right, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us, because I think we're done.
1: All right. You can find us on ForgottenCinema.com Or, no, I'm sorry. You can find us at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com <laughs> <laughs> You can't laugh what I'm talking about. I apologize. You can find us at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. You can also find us at the social medias at Forgotten Cinema Pod or Forgotten Cinema, depending on where you are. We post stuff every weekday and fun commercials every Thursday, like What About Butler, which probably will come out tomorrow after this. Release.
0: <laughs> I got to write it. We got 10 weeks. <laughs> oh man, we're going to be doing this when? In January? It's going to be cold. Yeah, huh? <laughs> unless we know, unless we'll stay six feet apart, everybody. Next week. We're going to be wrapping up season 7 with another 90s movie. Actually, it's 1990, probably shot in 89. The Warren Beatty he directed this, I think. He did direct I'm pretty it. Sure he the did. Warren Beatty directed and starring Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy is actually uh uh I think my father was into Dick Tracy when he was growing up in the comic. So right. yeah. But I I always had I always had good thoughts about Dick Tracy, but we'll see because I always had good thoughts about what about Bob. And I feel like I trashed the entire movie this episode.
1: I haven't seen this movie since I was really little, and all I remember are the awesome looking villains. That's all I remember.
0: Big boy did it. Big boy did it. <laughs> Big boy did it. Uh that's Dustin Hoffman All right. So uh, that's it. That's next week, Dick Tracy. Until then, uh I don't know. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Fields. Um what? <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler, And this has been Forgotten Cinema.
1: I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel fine. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel fine. Baby steps. Baby steps to the laptop. Baby steps to the microphone, baby steps to Adobe Audition, (laughs) baby steps to the stop button, baby steps to ending the podcast.